Hello there, welcome to another episode of Inside Out Alignment, your platform for self-discovery and creativity. Yet it's another beautiful day and it's an honor and a pleasure to have a great guest with us today. Yes, her name is Sue Bill White. She specializes in helping people like unlock their full potential to actually uh, encouraging, encouraging them to fulfill their own destiny. So Sue is a best-selling author. She's also an attraction coach, a certified bow-field tuning practitioner. She spent over a decade of her career in various IT departments doing programming and database designed in the Silicon Valley, resulting in a healing crisis in the form of an ulcer. Sue decided it was time to switch gears. And she decided to go into business for herself. After working for and owning businesses, large and small, including running an independent bookstore, Sue found that her biggest passion is helping entrepreneurs get over their money blocks so they can have a thriving business and leading to her nickname as the Profit Attraction Master. I love that. Sue is known as a brilliant and inspiring speaker and loves to make difficult or complex subjects understandable and relatable. Sue, it's a pleasure to have you on this platform today. It's an honor and thank you so much for accepting this invitation. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Mary. Um, it's an honor to be on your podcast. Um, I love it. I jumped at the chance. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. I'm so honored to hear that. Um, you are in this space where you are helping many people unlock your potential. And it was so great actually uh, listening to your talk on the feminine frequency where you talked about here. And I was like, oh my goodness, she has so much to give. Just your light and your delivery was so amazing. And you could, you know, it was, it, it was so relatable because we go through life and go through all these blocks. And sometimes we don't like really pay attention to. And having someone who is so genuine and who is there to help us get into that space where we can unlock that is just so marvelous. And it's a way of telling people that there is help. I'm here to help you, that there is a way. No, that's not who you are. You can still tap into your inner being and bring out your full potential. Can you please uh, tell us a little bit how you got to that point to really helping people get to that, uh, to get their self unlocked? Oh, Mary, that is such a great question. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so as you mentioned in my bio, uh, I worked in the IT field for many years. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I loved programming. I loved database design. I loved helping people. And one of my motivations when I was in IT was I wanted to develop programs for people so that they could get their work done faster, that they could get their work done in, in less amount of time with less stress, that they could push a button and have a report come up that summarized 14 different databases into, you know, a number that they could go, oh, okay, that's what I need to know. 
and then they can go on and maybe they could get home earlier. Maybe they could see their kids faster. You know, they could attend their kids' soccer game or dance rehearsal or whatever it was. <laughs> Even see their kids before they went, the kids went to bed. <laughs> Definitely. Right? So, so that was my motivation. Mm -hmm. And then I got into management, <laughs> which I didn't love as much. <laughs> and, and it was very stressful because I was going to bat for everybody else in the company. It wasn't so much that I was attached to the technology. It was how does this technology impact the people in the company who have to use it? And so I was up against some interesting <laughs> obstacles in that. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thrilled with that. And the stress got to be so bad that I ended up with an ulcer. And after having the ulcer for about a year, I went to a demonstration of hypnotherapy that a friend of mine kind of dragged me to. Now, I wanna be really clear to people who haven't encountered this and who are going, oh my God, you know, oh my God, they made her quack like a duck, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so there's a difference between hypnosis on stage which is for entertainment purposes mm -hmm. and you know, just really shows off the power of the mind. And hypnotherapy, therapy being the operative term, where you use that power of the mind in a helping way, in a healing way, in a way that allows the power that we already have to be used for our own benefit. Mm -hmm. And during the hypnotherapy demo, the guy decided that I was a great subject to demonstrate four or five different techniques on. And by the end of the hour and a half demo, I didn't have an ulcer anymore. Which was what they call in the business a convincer. <laughs> I was like, I went in with an ulcer, I was in pain. You know, I had to take medicine every 12 hours. And if I didn't, I was in worse pain. Uh, and, at the, and then I never took it again. That was in 1993 or three, I believe, 1993. And I wasn't on, I haven't been on medication for that since then. And so I decided that I was going to learn about this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, I went to... A, a local school, which is the Palo Alto School of Hypnotherapy. And I took everything that they had. And when I was just a couple of months into the program, the training program, I gave notice at work and said, you have 18 months to replace me because when I get done with everything that the Palo Alto School has, I'm out of here. <laughs> and they didn't believe me because I was still working, um, but people were, you know, uh, they volunteered to be my test subjects and I got lots of practice. Mm -hmm. And at the end of 18 months, I left and I formed my own business and I had my first client in 1995. And, uh, and I pretty much didn't really look back at corporate. I did do some consulting um, at various companies, but it was, it was like, I was an independent business owner. I was not an employee anymore. Right. 
right? And I joined local chambers of commerce where I was and started to promote hypnotherapy, promote myself and learned everything I could about being in business. And one of the things that I noticed was that entrepreneurs in the healing space, so chiropractors, acupuncturists, massage therapists, um, hypno other hypnotherapists, didn't have the first clue about business mm. and, had, and had some stuff around earning money uh, and, and setting up a business properly and doing all of that. So fast forward a few years and a number of techniques. Um, I did hypnotherapy. I began to blend in uh, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, into it. I would, uh, I learned emotional freedom technique, tapping, which I thought mm -hmm. best thing since sliced bread. Oh my goodness. That was, <laughs> that was a miracle. The first time I saw that demonstrated, it was like, whoa, this is cool. And so I started, I got certified in that and started learning everything I could with that. And in 2014, I encountered a sound therapist, mm -hmm. one of the original sound therapists, a man by the name of John Beaulieu, who used tuning forks as a sound healing modality. And up until then, I had only seen people doing bowls or crystal chimes and things like that. And those were great. I mean, I love them. Please don't get me wrong. I adore bowls. <laughs> Lie me down, do a sound bath with bowls. <laughs> I'm your gal but they're large, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're kind of chunky and they're difficult to, to transport. Tuning forks were cool because they're small. <laughs> you can transport them. They're easy to use. Um, and, and they're incredibly powerful when they're, when they're built right and when they're used properly. And uh, I started using John's tuning forks and some of his techniques and was finding amazing results. It was even faster than EFT. Or wow. it was, when I used them in conjunction with EFT, it was like, you know, adding a turbocharger mm -hmm. to that. And to me, again, I go back to my original motivation. I wanted people to be able to get through their jobs faster, better, so that they could spend more time with their family, so that they could do the things that they loved. One of the things that I encountered on my healing journey was a personality analysis tool called the Enneagram. And I discovered that on the Enneagram, I'm number seven, for those of you who know, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm a number seven, which is the, which is the, uh, it's kind of the, the, the rebel, the, 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 um, uh, Epicure is what one system calls it. And part of the, the, how can we say, the motivation, the underlying pain is what they call it. The mm -hmm. underlying pain of the number seven is we never want pain. Mm. No pain. Interesting. Pain is, bad. pain is evil. Pain is to be avoided at all costs. And from my point of view, anybody who is in pain needs to be out of pain as quickly as possible. Right. So I was always looking for a technique that would get through people's blocks 
that would enable them to be as healthy and out of pain as fast as they possibly can. So when I encountered biofield tuning in 2016, that just blew the socks off of everything else that I had ever encountered. Everything. Yeah. And biofield tuning is a technique that uses tuning forks in the electromagnetic field that surrounds your body that holds emo what I call emotional cramps. So Mary, can I ask you if you've ever had, uh, or do you have siblings? What's that? Do you have siblings? Do you have brothers? Or no, siblings? I do, I do. Right, and so growing up, you probably had the experience of one or the other of your siblings breaking something of yours that you were very attached to when mm -hmm. you were little, right? So when you yeah. were like four to five, somebody broke something. It's almost guaranteed. Right. <laughs> like if you grew up with siblings, it happened. And you were probably pretty upset. Now, in a regular household, in most households, somebody breaks something, you get very upset. The one or more of the parental units, your dad, your mom, your auntie, your granny, grandpa, <laughs> whoever, says, oh, oh, Mary, it's okay, it's all right. Either we'll get you a new one and, you know, bad person for breaking that, you shouldn't have done that, um, you know, and, and things get smoothed over and eventually you get, you know, you get over it. In non-functional households, the thing will break and you become at fault. It was your fault it broke and they, the person who broke it, is oh, not only okay, certainly not punished. And what ends up happening is that you feel betrayed by your parents because they're supposed to take care of you. They're supposed mm -hmm. to be on your side. And if they're not, this is a huge betrayal and a huge trust issue. And it becomes an emotional cramp. It gets into your emotional system. And then from then on, you're always looking for somebody to betray you. And that gets reinforced and reinforced and reinforced and the cramp gets harder and harder and harder and harder. What biofield tuning does is it uses the power of coherent sound to break up that emotional cramp and allow that energy to be released mm -hmm. so that you don't distrust everybody or you don't look for betrayal in situations. It's amazing how much that can affect your personal life and your business. It can totally affect your business because there might be an opportunity that comes your way, but because you're expecting someone to betray you, they do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or because you're expecting somebody to betray you, an opportunity passes you by. You, you literally can't even see it. Yeah, because you're carried away by this thought. Exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, another example might be being uh, told that money doesn't grow on trees, you have to work hard for your money, um, that it doesn't flow. And 
they start showing you examples of all of this. And as a child, of course things flow. It's just the way it works. It's magical when you're a kid and things just flow. But if you get told all the time that it's hard, that that money doesn't grow in trees, that you, you know, you got to work for it. It doesn't come easily. Then you get that emotional cramp in your system. Mm -hmm. And biofield tuning can release that. And suddenly it's free and easy. Everything flows. And it's a much better life. Relationships improve, business improves, uh, just life in general improves. Miracles happen. Happen. Yes. Yeah. Quantum leaps. Yes. <laughs> and although I can't promise it because of the medical associations, <laughs> healing in the body happens because it's very clear to anybody that emotional issues affect the tissues in the body. And if you've got an emotional cramp about betrayal, you're going to have neck, back, and, and upper shoulder issues. If things are hard, you're going to have shoulder and neck issues because you're carrying that burden or you're just, you know, you're working so hard. It, wow. It, it, Biofield tuning, it all goes away. It just does. Wow, that is awesome. And this is like the real first time I'm hearing about uh, that when I was looking at your bio. Yeah, yeah. biofield tuning. It's, like... it's becoming more and more well-known. The mm -hmm. founder of the technique, Eileen McCusick, uh, has been on Gaia Network a couple of times and has been twice twice on the shift network and has been their most popular teacher to date. Mm -hmm. So it's getting more and more well-known. Beautiful. And thank you for bringing that to our awareness. Wonderful yes. and really greatly explained. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the big hairy monster that holds <laughs> us back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, you know, those things like, you know, betrayal and, you know, things are hard show up in things like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, you know, it's going to be too hard to do. Or, um, you know, I've got these other commitments. It's very excuses. Funny. Excuses, right? Um, things like, oh, I don't know enough. Or the one that I just loathe and despise oh i can't possibly learn that you know i'm i'm too stupid to learn that or you know that's too much for me i was self-talk too right right it's it, we have these amazing brains <laughs> really if you don't have anything yeah. wrong with your brain you can learn anything anything can i share with you a quick story Oh, please. This is so much fun. Um, people will laugh at me for saying that this is fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. So my mother decided that she didn't want me to be successful. It, it's a weird thing. It's not that she wanted me to be, you know, ripping poor. But 
she had a fear of success installed in her by her own experiences. So she didn't want me to be really successful. And when I entered school, when I entered kindergarten, I was already reading at a third grade level. So she felt she had to hold me back. So she told me I was bad at math. She told me over and over again that I was bad at math. She told my teachers to tell me that I was bad at math. So I grew up thinking that I was bad at math. And my mom and my dad, who she evidently got in on the project, were like, there, there, it's okay. You're a girl. <laughs> I hate that. Mm. And it's okay. You're really good with reading and writing and words and that sort of thing. So you can use that. Don't worry about the math. So I went through life thinking that I had the math equivalent of dyslexia. It's, it's a real thing. It's called dyscalculia. And it means that, you know, numbers didn't make sense to me. Well, mm -hmm. fast forward a lot of years <laughs> to about four years ago when I was moving and we were unpacking one of the boxes that I'd been carrying from house to house that belonged to me through my mother. It was a bunch of my, my kids' stuff that I'd shoved in a box when my mom passed that I mm -hmm. thought, oh, I'd like to keep this and then never unpack the box. Right, right. So we went through the box finally and there were all my report cards. I remember report cards and, and some assignments. I had done math just fine, thank you. I had gotten gold stars on my math problems. <laughs> I had gotten A's and B's. <laughs> I'm going, where did this come from? And finally, I was able to dig up and figure out what, what went wrong. So from that point, four years ago, I started believing that I was better at math. Now, prior to that moment, when somebody gave me any kind of a math problem, like calculate a tip or what's 25% of 70, literally I would feel my brain go <laughs> and it would just turn off. Because and of your past belief. Because of my past belief. It was installed so thoroughly so that it just, it would just turn off. Now I get a math problem and there's actually been times when I've been out to lunch or dinner with friends or family and I'll look at it and go, oh, the tip should be this. <laughs> or somebody will say, oh, what's 30% of something? And I'll say a number, somebody else will say a number and they'll look at me and go, Sue, you were right. Wait. <laughs> wow. So I am retraining my brain mm -hmm. partly with the help of biofield tuning and clearing that particular emotional cramp of clearing that and using the power that my brain has to learn and know things. So I guarantee that if you are watching this program, 
you too can learn things and allow yourself to do it. Wow, beautiful. And you said it was a funny story that it's right, it's really, it has lots of depth in it. And it prompts us to really look at our life and maybe look back and go to our past and, you know, try to connect back and just to become aware or with an intention to find maybe the things that are looking at our life, you know, maybe it's our health and well-being, our relationship, you know, our vocation and things like that to find out things that maybe where we find that it's not flowing the way we would love or where we are unfulfilled. We want to go back there and really see with that intention to find some clarity so we can able to unlock some of those things. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, awesome. you're so welcome. So welcome. Yeah. Um, it, it's wonderful when those things can go away. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So you also talk about when you get like, you want to reset yourself or you get to the point where you want to like get into that uh, space or where you are maybe... Uh, you want to unlock yourself, you do things like, or when you stress or you have such pressure, so you stomp your feet and you scream. And when I read this and I'm like, wow, this shows exactly why everybody is so unique in the way they are, you know? And it's like, I've never heard that, but Sue is really unique and I've I am absolutely thrilled and just so like, I just want to hear more about this. <laughs> well, you know, it is one of our primal responses to stress mm -hmm. and we don't allow ourselves to do it. And really it's one of the best ways to clear it out of our systems. Uh, there's a wonderful uh, quote from Jill Bolt Taylor, who, Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor, who wrote stroke, My Stroke of Genius about her having a stroke. And she was a neurologist anyway, um, a neurobiologist anyway, studying the brain. And she says that any emotion, any strong emotion has mm -hmm. a 90 second arc. 90 second arc. The, the emotion happens, you have all of the chemical stuff going on in your brain, all of the signals happen, and then the body starts to try to let it go. Except that we have minds, <laughs> and so we hang on to it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody cuts us off in the freeway or somebody says something snarky to us or somebody does something that we don't like, instead of allowing that 90 second minute and a half emotional arc to go up, go down, and then we've got our brains back. We take it and go, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Man, they did that. Oh, they did that. They said that. Oh, I can't believe what they said. And you keep going and you- And we make it bigger than, yeah, it becomes it bigger, that giant. Right? And we keep those stress chemicals in our brain for longer than they were meant to be. So when I recognize that I'm in one of those moods, if just taking a deep breath doesn't do it, which really, you know, 90% of it is unlocking the breath. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay, I'm done. Let it go and allow it to go. 
But if it's so wound up in me, I'll scream. I'll just give it a good yell. It releases. And release it. Mm -hmm. And then the body goes, oh yeah, we peaked. <laughs> it comes back down. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you also share about your a huge challenge that you actually encountered. You know, when you were in business with other partners and they had to exit the business, yeah, due to financial constraints. And that business had been there for since 1935, if I'm not mistaken. And you guys couldn't like really sell the business and you just had to close it. So how were you able to navigate during the time and even the way you relate it, it's like you felt like there was an attachment to this. How were you able to, you know, navigate during that time to find yourself back and be, you know, and get back to yourself? Yeah, that was one of my dark nights of the soul. That was awful. Uh, we had bought that bookstore in 2005 and we felt like we had been given a child to adopt <laughs> oh. and and it was a wonderful community and we were building it back up and everything was going well and as you mentioned my business partners needed to leave for various reasons but they were all compelling like no kidding reasons and so we decided that we were going to pass it along to the next set of parents caretakers <laughs> oh. and the 2008 financial crisis hit and all of the buyers that we'd had lined up disappeared and we were forced to close the store which just broke my heart um it, it actually broke all of our hearts pretty much but it, it broke my heart because that had been a dream of mine mm -hmm. and i was devastated and it was literally like you know, losing a child, being stabbed in the heart and the gut, feeling helpless. I, I just can't tell you how awful it was. And it took about six months to finally close the doors on the place, although there were some other lingering business, but it was about six months to go through the process of closing the doors and, and moving out of it. And at the end of that, when that was done, uh, that night I was awake all night and I was screaming and crying and shouting at God <laughs> and um, saying bad words at God <laughs> and calling, calling names and saying, okay, I am done with this. I am done with hypnotherapy. I am done with, you know, healing work. I am done with this. It is no good. It's, it's garbage. No, this stuff is just, it's, it's in the trash. I'm done. I'm over it. And I was crying so hard when I was saying that because it mm -hmm. felt real, you know, but I was, I was really angry. I was really unhappy and come, th come through the next morning. I got a phone call at eight o'clock in the morning. And it was the manager of the other bookstore in town who was offering me a job as the event manager for them. And 
if I could have, if I did have to go back to work as a, you know, as a job, mm -hmm. that was sort of my perfect job. Wow. And so I was able to be there for uh, eight years um, and, um, and it was great. And it totally restored my faith. <laughs> oh. And it was, I, I think, and I don't think it's necessarily true for everybody. So don't mm -hmm. go. <laughs> but sometimes we have to go through that dark place. Sometimes we have to absolutely hit rock bottom. And we have to absolutely not have what we're what we think we're supposed to have. We need to, we need a reset. We need to to allow the universe and all of the what I think of as the innate goodness of the universe. Yeah. To support us and 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 kind of give us a reset and go. Mm -hmm. You thought you were going along that path, but this is where you're going. And it was, it, it was one of the best things. It, it was like um, what Steve Jobs talks about. You know, you you look back, and there's an, in the moment you cannot connect the dots, but you look back and connect the dots and go, wow, right. that was. So, you know, um, Dark Nights of the Soul, they're awful. I, I cannot tell you how horrible that night was. It, it, it was truly dreadful. Uh, I could have cut off a limb and it would have been less. Wow. I'm happy that didn't happen. And yes, <laughs> and it turned out for the best. And here I am. Yeah, definitely. But I think the fact that you also poured out your heart, even though it was in anger, because sometimes we hold it in and it's yeah. even worse. Yes. But when we pour it out, we scream, as you just you, you said, and you, you, you know, you're just saying how you feel. You just got to let it out. Yes. That helps sort of relieve and, you know, even help you get to that space where you can even think better. But when we hold it in, it's like we're stopped. It's like we feel that tension, just like that, you know, that tension in us. And it's not good for us too, because that's what causes many of the issues in our body or sickness or, right. And it builds up and that is not good. That is not good for us. Yeah. yeah. Feeling that that way, it's not the best place to be. And yeah. being able to actually let it out, it's, it's also therapy. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yes yeah it's i just want to thank you first for actually not holding back like really you know sharing your you know your challenges just bringing it out here and just being authentic and just letting us know that you can be vulnerable you've been vulnerable and you were able and you were able to go through it because that is what this platform is for letting people out there know that, you know, you're not alone. Right. Whatever you're going through, we are on the side or whatever channel, we are all humans and we have our own. It might be not the same like what you're going through, but it might be either similar in different ways. And if people can, are able to go through it, then you can understand that, yes, you can as well. And there is help out here for people who can actually assist you. 
you have Sue right here. She has gone through it, so many of them, and she was able to still find her path and still have that, you know, that passion in helping others get unlocked and actually, you know, become the best of themselves and carry the journey, you know, doing the things that they absolutely love to do. Yes. So I really appreciate that. Um, if you would love to share for us, maybe the things that you actually, you actually do, the things that you offer out here, you know, in your business, in what you do, that would be really great. So they can get that because at the end, at the description box of this episode, I'm going to have your information, you know, right there. So anybody who relate to this, they can contact you directly, you know, for help or whatever, just a uh, session or whatever that, that might be for you, you know, whatever questions you have or comments, or you go ahead and reach out to, to Sue. She's very open and she'll be ready to, uh, to assist you. So uh, yeah, Sue, I want to hear much more about what yeah. you did. Yeah, so I am always, I, I love helping business owners, especially new business owners, or even business owners who have been around for a little bit who are just stuck. Um, and I always offer a free 45 minute consultation, which um, some people have uh, compared to a fire hose. Uh, <laughs> I have my 45 minutes and I don't sell in my 45 minutes. Um, I don't try to sell you anything. This is just a giving. This is just here. Let me get you over the hump. <laughs> right. It's your gift, your gift of time. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And so, you know, go for that, see how that works. And, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens going forward. If you want something more in depth, um, I have two offerings which are similar. One is you can come to me for biofield tuning. Um, biofield tuning session is absolutely amazing. Um, I try to encourage people to get at least three sessions because one session, it's like that old Lay's potato chip commercial. You can't have just one. Mm -hmm. um, yes, it does a lot in one session, but what I was describing to one of my clients yesterday is like the first session clears a layer and it's keeping going. And then you do a second session and it clears a layer and it's keeping going. And then you do the third session and now you really got some acceleration. Mm. Really about the third session is when people start to go, oh, wow, hey, there's a real shift. I mean, mm -hmm. in one session, people get shifts, don't get me wrong. But by the third session, it's, it's like logarithmic. It's like things go. Um, and then I have an eight week call to action coaching program for business owners. And the, and the first two sessions, they don't count as part of the eight weeks, but there are two sessions of biofield tuning that happen before the coaching starts. And oh, so it's like a preparation. In preparation. Because mm -hmm. I found when I was doing business coaching is that people's money blocks and, and you know, self-esteem blocks and other blocks, I call it the invisible wall. It's not just the glass ceiling, it's the invisible wall mm -hmm. that they're banging their nose up against. <laughs> so I do that. And then after that, okay, tell me what it is that you wanna do. What are you trying to get accomplished? What's your goal? What's your dreams? What are we doing? And then we have the eight week coaching. And it's a specific 
The reason it's eight weeks is because it's very specific. We are going to get something accomplished in those eight weeks that is determined by uh, by the client. Uh, I've done things where people wanted to launch their speaking careers. I've had uh, where people just wanted to figure out what their niche was and really get in touch with their, their niche and getting down in that um, and doing their marketing. Um, all kinds of things that I, that I work on in those eight weeks. And doing those first two biofield tuning sessions, I've discovered is so crucial get people out of their own way mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i like that getting people out of their own way because that that is that is so true yes and the cool thing about biofield tuning which i hadn't mentioned up until now you know it's all very well to go back in the past and try to reflect but if you don't know it's there what do you do right. you know the cool thing the best thing about biofield tuning is it just clears it. We don't need to know what it is. We don't need to know who said what, when. We're just, whoop, it's gone. Wow. <laughs> it's, it, you didn't need to remember it. You didn't need to call it up. You didn't need to you know, acknowledge it in any way. It's just, oh, look, there's an emotional cramp. We're going to stick some sound in there. We're going to make this emotional cramp relax. You mm -hmm. don't need to know what it is. You just need to notice the results, which is opportunities happen. People show up in your lives, all kinds of, you know, income, health, relationships expand and improve. And I like that because it's like have it all. Yes. And we have this misconception that you cannot have it all. Life has to be so much ups and downs and you can't have it in all areas of your life. And, you know, what you're just explaining, it shows how, you know, you can have, you can actually have it all. You, can. you just have to be yeah, in the right place and doing the things that needs to be done and be able to unlock lots of those, right? So that's, that's really beautiful. Yeah. I like that. And what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self? Ooh, oh, to my 21-year-old self. Oh my, yes, follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. My 21-year-old self had no clue what she was doing. <laughs> my 21-year-old self had changed majors midway in college. I was going to be a veterinarian. I had taken all these science courses and I'd flunked because math <laughs> and and so i had changed my major to comparative religion uh, sorry comparative literature i didn't do comparative religion until many years later um comparative literature and then in spring quarter my last year i discovered programming and so here I was, I had no idea what I was going to do with my complete degree. I had no idea what I was going to do with programming. I was 21 years old. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. And I think my advice to the 21 year old would be just follow your dreams. Don't worry about it. Life will take care of you. The universe has got you. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Thanks so much for all the sharing from your heart to us, what we greatly receive. And what I will say to the audience out there is, 
whatever Sue has shared with us today, take it at heart. And I want you, as always, to know that you're not alone. There is help. So action is the key. We, there are so many things that we can listen to and just sit on top of it. It's not going to help until we actually take the action, until we actually seek for help and be committed to see the change that we want to see in our life. What would you love for your life? And if you see or you have a goal that you really want to reach, or if you're unclear, Sue is here. She can help you get that clarity and move forward doing the things that you love. So do not hesitate to contact her and take your life to the next level. It's been a pleasure, Sue. Thank you so much for sharing for us. Any last words that you would love to share with the audience? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please, please allow your dreams to come forward. Really, allow them to come forward. Allow yourself to dream. Really. It's the best thing that you can possibly do, bar none. <laughs> Beautiful. So we've come to the end of this episode. It's been a wonderful time with you. And I just want to say thank you again, Sue, for being here. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Thank you for the inspiring and very insightful, uh, your insightful journey and all the lessons learned. Yes, thank you so much for being an inspiration and for what you do, changing lives and actually helping other people get to their full potential and be a light in their own world. You are deeply appreciated for that. Thank you so much. Oh, so, yeah. So everybody take care, make sure you listen, take action and make a difference. Be a light in your world. As always, keep being creative. Bye for now. Bye.